Hello! Welcome to Spoonful of Honey, where a little bit of sweetness helps the message go down. I'm your host, Melissa Wilson. For our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 12.29 In Greek, this word consuming katanaliskon means to use up, spend, lavish, consume utterly, consume as with fire consume utterly. Other places where this verse appears, or these words appear, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Deuteronomy 4.24 It's not unusual to find quotes from the Old Testament in the New Testament. The New Testament was, after all, written by mostly Jewish people who whose Bible was the Tanakh, the Torah, Nevaim, Tefim, the books of Moses, the prophets, and the writings. So, it is obviously going to quote a lot of that, and it does. Um, yeah, which also confirms that they are one story. Uh, another place is Deuteronomy 9.3. It says, therefore, understand today that the Lord your God is he who goes over before you as a consuming fire. He will destroy them and bring them down before you. So you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly, as the Lord has said to you. Behold, the name of the Lord comes from afar, burning with his anger, and his burden is heavy. His lips are full of indignation. And his tongue is like a devouring fire. Isaiah thirty twenty seven. So in that verse, it talks about God's tongue being like a devouring fire. These verses talk about God being a consuming fire and fire being like jealousy and judgment. In other places, um, fire is representing something else. Exodus 13:22 says, "He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people." And then there's a few stories that to me, when we look at them, we can see this demonstrated our God is a consuming fire in these stories. And what does it look like? Moses in the burning bush. Let's go to Exodus 3, 1 through 17. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, 
the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. And then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush doesn't burn. So when the Lord saw that he took a, turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you, and this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. And then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. The second story I want to talk about is Elijah calling down fire from heaven. 1 Kings 18. So Ahab, oh, sorry, sorry, starting in 20, verse 20. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, Not a word. And then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord. But Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls, and let them choose one bull for themselves, cut it in pieces, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it, and I will prepare the other bull, and lay it on the wood, but put no fire under it. And then you call on the name of your gods, and I'll call on the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire. He is God. So all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. 
Now Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one bowl for yourselves and prepare it first, for you are many, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bowl which was given them, and they prepared it, and they called on the name of Baal from morning till evening, morning even till noon, saying, O Baal, hear us! But there was no voice, no one answered. And then they leaped about the altar which they had made. And so it was at noon, Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he's meditating, or he's busy, or he's on a journey. Perhaps he's sleeping, and he must be awakened. So they cried aloud, and they cut themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances, until the blood gushed out on them. And when midday was past, they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. And then Elijah said to all the people, Come near to me. So all the people came near to him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. And then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold two seahs of seed. And he put the wood in order, he cut the bull in pieces, and he laid it on the wood, and said, Fill four water pots with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And then he said, Do it a second time. And they did it a second time. And he said, Do it a third time. And they did it a third time. So the water ran all around the altar, and he also filled the trench with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel and I am your servant, that I have done all these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. And then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust, and it licked up the water that was in the trench. Now, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, He is God! The Lord, He is God! And Elijah said to them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them, and Elijah brought them back to the brook Kishon and executed them there. Now for the third story, Daniel 3, 8 through 28. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace 
There are certain Jews among you who have set over the affairs of province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up. Now, if you are ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, and the psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and you worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God? Who will deliver you from my hands? Shakrach and Benny answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and he commanded that they heat the furnace seven more times than it was usually heated. Seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from the midst of the fire and the satraps, administrators, governors, and the king's counselors gathered together. And they saw these men on whose bodies the fire had no power. The hair of their head was not singed, nor were their garments affected, and the smell of fire was not on them. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, 
Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him, and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any god except their own. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss, amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. And then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Wow. Those three stories are amazing. Okay, we have Elijah calling down fire from heaven, the three men going into the furnace, and Moses and the burning bush that wouldn't burn up. Like, our God is a consuming fire. I want to just throw out a little tip. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, also known as Rack, Shack, and Benny in VeggieTales, um, their real names, their Hebrew names, um, were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Hananiah means God is gracious. Mishael and Azariah both mean who is like God. And how many times did we hear that? And did we see that in these stories? Who is like God? In Acts 2... We see another instance of fire. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. They were all filled with Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Acts 2, 1 through 4. Recently, we were reading Hebrews 12 with our home group, and I just kept thinking about God being a consuming fire. Fire is good, it provides warmth. It provides light in the darkness and it helps us cook food. Yet fire can also be very dangerous. It can consume lives, trees, buildings. When I say lives, I mean people, animals. It's very powerful. And that's its nature. God is gracious and full of love and kindness. God is also holy. And he desires for us to be like him. So much so that he made a way for us to be like him. He didn't send his son to the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. want to pray for us. Father, I pray that you would continue to reveal to us what it means that our God is a consuming fire.
when you were in the midst of the bush speaking to Moses, revealing yourself as the I am, Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you came as a fire that was burning but didn't burn up the tree. When you came and answered Elijah's call, you burned up not just the sacrifice, but the other things around it, even the water. You consumed it all. And when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were put into the fiery furnace, you were there with them in the midst of the fire. It's the fourth man, the Son of God. And you protected them so much so that even the hair on their heads wasn't singed. And their clothes didn't even smell like smoke. When Holy Spirit was poured out, you came with little fires on every person. You made a way through Jesus for us to each experience your presence in such a personal way, but powerful way, that we can truly see who you are. God, I pray that you would consume the things in us that need to be consumed and that those things that cannot be consumed those unshakable things those eternal things that you want to remain that those things will remain but that you would consume all of the things that need to be consumed light us on fire for you that the world can watch us burn they can see the fire of God in us that we can bring light and warmth and also a revelation of your holiness to everyone we meet Beshem Yeshua in the name of Jesus Thank you for joining us on this episode of Spoonful of Honey. May the Lord continue to stir up hunger in our souls that we hunger for more of Him and the sweetness of His Word. Has this podcast encouraged you? Share it with your friends. Everyone needs a spoonful of honey. A little bit of sweetness helps the message go down. Until next time, we'll be back every Monday with another Spoonful of Honey.